0: We want all our colleagues to feel that they can be their best self at Booth's. Being confident that we can all embrace our differences, whatever they are, and bring our true selves to work every day is an essential element to achieving this. Over the next few months, the Culture Club will be talking to colleagues about their own personal stories, celebrating our differences and hopefully learning from each other on the way. Katie Gwynn talks to three colleagues about the impact that the coronavirus pandemic has had on their mental health and well-being.
1: Hi, I'm Katie Gwynn and today I'm joined by three of our Booth's colleagues, uh, the first of which is Louise Dunn from the L&D team. Hi Louise. Hi Katie, how are you? Very well, thanks. How are you?
2: Yes, really well, thank you. Um, just a bit about me then. Um, I um, as Katie said, I'm one of the L and D specialists um, Part of the and team at Boots. I've worked for the company for around six years, um, and absolutely love my job and the team that I work with. My uh, my role really—it's um, all about supporting people to um, develop themselves and achieve personal and business goals. Really, so um, you know that could be from coaching people to uh, working on business projects um, or business change projects, such as um, you know um, opening cafes, uh, changing processes, that kind of thing. So a very varied role. Uh, very creative role and, and one that I really love, so um, that's a little bit about me.
1: Brilliant, and, and normally you'd work out of central office, Lou?
2: That's right, so my, my base location is central office, um, but I support the south region from a retail point of view and the, um, the commercial teams at central office, so I do um, you know, spend quite a bit of time going from site to site as well as central office.
1: Okay, so it's kind of safe to say that the recent pandemic um, situation has
2: has sort of changed things for you slightly from a work perspective. Absolutely, yeah. So um, since uh, the lockdown began, I've been home-based, which, uh, you know, on the um, start of that, I mean, you know, obviously... No one really knew how it was going to pan out, so we were uh, set up fairly quickly to work from home. And I think naively, um, <laughs> I probably thought it was going to, um, you know, improve my well-being from a uh, not travelling to work or commuting point of view, and you know, being at home with my family, having lunch or breakfast, and all that kind of thing. But um, you know, as as the first sort of initial weeks rolled out, you know, it's quite a different uh, experience, should we
1: say? <laughs> uh- I can absolutely concur with you there because I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, so in terms of what you've found specifically difficult during this period, is there anything that, that's kind of stuck out for you that you found really quite tricky?
2: Yeah, I think um, I probably speak for a lot of working parents. You know, um, when you are working and you are a parent, you know, you you were used to um, a level of juggling, you know, and you're used to a level of, um, mm. you know, a balancing act if you like. Um, I think what perhaps I underestimated a little bit was that um, going into lockdown and, and suddenly not having uh, childcare, um, you know, in a, a like an educational setting for my daughter and still, um, you know, trying to deliver the same output in my role as I did pre-lockdown was an absolute challenge. I think, you know, it's, it's very easy to underestimate what nurseries actually provide for you, you know, so so having a, a daughter at home at the age of three, um, and trying to juggle my work um, with that, um, and also that of my husband, because, you know, my husband is working from home, but he, equally he's working a at, role at that, um, you know, he's probably working 60 hours a week and, and spends probably about 80% of the time on calls, you know, so mm. trying to balance that, you um, whole sort of um, dynamic was quite a challenge and I think um, you know it was uh, just on reflection now you know we we tried things you know some bits worked some bits didn't and we just kept trying things until we got a bit of a balance where it did work Um, so it was yeah definitely a challenge.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I hear you there. Um, in terms of sort of how that then um sort of affected your mental health, was there some significant changes in how you were feeling during lockdown and, and during those sorts of times where you were trying to homeschool for want of a better word, um and work from home, sort of in the confines of the four walls of, of your house, which is which is something none of us were really used to, let's face it. You know, none of us were used to spending twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week, in our four walls with our with our family, who I'm sure we love very much, but nobody was kind of used to that. So, what sort of strain did that put on your your mental health and that of your families potentially? Yeah,
2: um, I think um, you know, I think I think the thing is, I'm, I am very lucky in the fact that you know, I um, you know. I'm married to my best friend if you like and my daughter's just you know an incredible little girl so i did go into it quite positively you know to start with um and i think let me just try to think about it i think well i suppose i suppose maybe maybe um you know just just in terms of how i um am um, generally you know I think um, if, if I go back you know 20 years ago if somebody would have asked me to be on a podcast about mental well-being or mental health or whatever and um, I would have thought I was the wrong person to speak about it because I think naively when I was younger and certainly because you know mental health was much more taboo 20 years ago and mm-hmm. um, I naively thought that you know people who needed to be concerned about mental health were people that had some kind of diagnosis around a mental health condition now obviously we know that that's not true these days, you know. Um, but I think what I've learned sort of over years is the fact that, um, you know, it, it's not um, limited to people who do have a diagnosis. We all um, should be, um, you know, working on our mental health like we do our physical health, you know. So your mind and body is basically the same, one and the same, isn't it? You know, so if you had a, um, you know, if you went running and you had a running injury, you wouldn't keep running on it. You know, you've got to think of a way to, um, you know, um, repair yourself or protect yourself from future injuries and stuff like that. So I suppose just just in that context, um, when I went into COVID, I suppose I was very aware of, you know, the the stress and the potential strain it could put on myself as an individual and my family. So, um, you know, I I kind of, you know, I'm I'm quite self-aware, so I know what my triggers are and what sort of... um, Things will put pressure on my mental well-being and also what the remedies are you know so again it's different for everybody isn't it but when when we you know had this whole covid experience i knew that um the balancing act would put strain on me you know i knew that um the lack of sleep would put strain on me i knew that uh trying to treat myself with chocolate although (laughs) as a treat if I ate far too much, that would affect my health as well, you know, so mm. the the sugar spikes and everything. So um so yeah, you know, the the sleep deprivation, um, the pressure to perform in your role and the pressure to provide childcare, you know, so I mean my day probably looked like a lot of people, so I started at half four in the morning, um, worked through to one, And then I took responsibility for my daughter from one till seven. And then from seven, it was bedtime for my little girl. Then from seven to eight, it was, you know, doing what you need to do around the house and all that kind of thing to set yourself up the next day. And really what I should have done most days would have been go to bed at nine o'clock so I was ready to get up again four hour four. Um, But obviously you need a little bit of time to yourself as well. So um, sometimes I'd have a later night and then my daughter might wake up (laughs) at two. So sometimes, you know, there'd be days when I know I've probably had maybe three, four hours sleep. Um, So that will grind you down. And I think um i'm not sure if i'm really answering your question here but i think the thing is with me because i'm aware of those things being my um t- maybe not triggers as such but maybe telltale signs i suppose that i need to uh check in with myself so when i uh, find that i'm you know craving more coffee or craving more um chocolate and finding a, a reluctance in myself to get out and go and do some exercise those are almost like um, indicators to me that I need to think about what am I going to do differently to make sure I catch myself, you know, and and think about those things that will um, keep the balance. If if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, I as probably many people out there have found ourselves sat at our desk eating a share bar of Cadbury's. Yes, um, because <laughs> you can, and it's there, and you're working from home, and it, maybe that day has been a particularly tricky day trying to to work from home and, and juggle everything. So yeah. when those triggers sort of happened and those indicators sort of sprung into your head and you thought, right, okay, this isn't, you know, this isn't going so well. What was it that you did to try and pull yourself back?
2: Yeah, so the, I mean there's there's a few different things. It depends it depends where I am on on the uh, scale. So I also sort of see it a little bit like um I, I think I've I've probably used this analogy in um some of the courses I've delivered before. So I've talked about an aeroplane travelling from an airport to a destination, say, for example, Australia or whatever. And one of the things that um, I sort of explain when I'm, I'm using that analogy is the fact that a lot of a pilot's job potentially 80 percent of the time is is about correcting the course or the path of the plane because the air altitude and the the wind speed and everything can and sort of nudge a plane off off course a little bit so it's a little bit the same with um you know looking after your own physical or mental well-being really you know that quite often you will go a little bit adrift and you need to uh, find those things that will get you back on track um in the way that you um want to be you know so for Mm -hmm. me things like um some of the things that are my solutions or my remedies for me that I know work are things like and again these sound really obvious things but it's taken me perhaps a um, you know, a few years in my in my twenties to sort of really be aware of it and to, to put it into action I suppose is the, the biggest Biggest thing. So things like um, just generally things like having some gratitude, and and again, I know that's quite a buzzword at the moment, but just spending a few minutes on a morning thinking about the things you've got to be grateful for, you know, and there was certainly a lot to be grateful for during lockdown, from my point of view. You know, my family as well. You know, I'm getting a lot of quality time with it. I'm an absolutely fantastic daughter, my my husband. You know, and um, you know I'm able to work from home. You know, think back if this had happened what 20 years ago, would any of us have been able to carry on working and contribute mm-hmm. to, to jobs that we love um, from home? Probably not. You know, because we didn't have the, the technology to want. Um, you know, the fact that you know, I, I I'm very, you know I live in a really nice area. And I can get out and do exercise. I mean, it's not obviously. Um, for everybody but you know even even on those days when I was getting up um, and getting on my computer at five o'clock some days I would go out before and do a run and, and run on some local farmland and stuff on my own and I know that's a bit um, extreme for some people but it's it's one of the things that you know that really um, put, gives recharges me if you like to have some solitude running outside in an open space um, at that time in the morning you know when we've had some great weather as well. Um, Food and drink, um, you know, it can be, as I mentioned earlier, solutions, but also um, poison, you know, so I think I've got to be mindful of the things I eat and consume, so too much coffee, although it's a short-term fix when you've not had a lot of sleep, it can quite easily send me into a bit of a... A dip in energy um, and, and mood as well you know you notice that sort of shift in your mood same with sugar you know so i've got to be um mindful that yeah you can have treats but just be conscious of um what you're eating and, and check yourself around that you know so and um, make sure you're looking after yourself and then the, the other one is is just and i've kind of already mentioned most but in my daughter but talking to people talking to your family and friends and um, even if you know what you're feeling and what you're saying doesn't really uh, make sense or articulate very well you know I've got very uh, a very um close relationship with my family and you know we'll quite often talk for an hour and I'm not even sure what what about sometimes but just having that relationship and that um conversation with people helps you um unwind um in those situations so um so those are some of the things that I do anyway you know just be mindful of exercise just uh being grateful for the the, the things that um you know, uh, bring your joy in your life and and the position you are in life. Um, You know, exercise, like I say, exercise, really that kind of thing.
1: Absolutely. I think there were some really insightful sort of uh, tips in there for anyone that might actually be facing into potentially some long summer holidays, working from home, um with with children and, and trying to to balance that work life sort of balance. So there's some really great insights in there. And just um just on that, if if have you got one sort of major tip out of all of the things that you've sort of done over the past few months to sort of help balance your mental well being um with the situation that, that we're all in. Um if there's somebody at the moment that's listening that's thinking, goodness me, that is absolutely me right now, and I'm really struggling, um, and, and maybe it's, it's feeling as though they don't feel as positive as you potentially um, did, and they want one sort of key tip as to, right, this for me is how I would sort of start getting myself back into the um, into the game, feeling mentally fit again. What, what sort of tip would that
2: be if you got the one thing... Um, I think it's just decide what the one first step is for yourself um, so for example um, you know the last couple of weeks have been quite uh, testing you know I've had quite a lot on and everything um, and what I found is the first thing you know that tends to go when I'm, I'm working on hours and um, trying to juggle is, is the exercise so I've had two weeks where I've perhaps not, you know, gone and given myself that time to go out for a run. So, you know, um, I decided last night my first step would be to get out this morning, um, early doors, go for a run. And um, that one small step, you know, just achieving it makes you feel more positive about the next things. You know, that's that's kind of how my mind works, is that, you know, if you can take one small step, what else is possible after that, you know? um, And the other thing is... (laughs) Um, I think, sorry, I know you only said one thing. <laughs> Is I, I once read somewhere about a, a quote somewhere, and I don't know who said it, but it was something like, if you find yourself um, in hell or something like that, you know, if you find yourself in hell, uh, keep walking, keep going, because you'll get through to the other side, you know. And, and not that I'm saying I'm not necessarily found myself in such a bad place or anything like that, but when I found myself in a, a dip or where I'm struggling with something, instead of giving up and thinking this is impossible you know just listen to your um listen to yourself and yourself talk and think about well actually you know I might have been here before um a few weeks ago in fact you know in a difficult situation but just keep going because you got through it last time you know and and just keep trying new things um because I think that's one of the, the things that I would say looking back on COVID is that the um you know the first week of trying to work from home uh, I think I've I've had this conversation with you. My um my daughter had a two near misses, should we say. And and that <laughs> so, you know, I I, I mean, have to be and she day one she let herself out of the house, and um, out of the front door, which oh, is the the first and also on day one of, of COVID. So that kind of alerted me to the fact that I needed to give her a bit more attention. And then just recently, just last week, she ate half a jar of mustard seeds when she was under my supervision. So
3: <laughs> Not, Not <context>. dear.
2: <laughs> But um but what I would say is, you know, um just give yourself just give yourself a break. You know, you're gonna have to just keep trying things and, and things, you know, things will work, which is great. Things won't work, you know, take the learning and move on, you know, just keep going.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think you're absolutely you're absolutely right. I think, you know, sort of building on that. I think if lockdown is sort of taught us anything, it's taught us how much we are capable of. I think if you sort of look back and if six months ago somebody had have said to you, you'll be expected to work from home with the vast quantity of work that you've managed to do over the past uh, sort of four months, plus full time care for your daughter. At the same time, you'd have said, "No, that's not, that's not possible." <laughs> but actually, you, you're doing it. You're in it. it it's working. You yeah. know. And I think you do have to give yourself, like you say, that break and give yourself a bit of. A pat on the back and say, Okay, so not every day is great, and some days are harder than others. And mustard seed gate might have not yeah. been the best day, but actually, we're doing this, and yeah. and I think you've got to give yourself that pat on the back
2: absolutely, absolutely. I think, um, it, it's definitely like you say, I think, um, four months ago, I would have said it's absolutely impossible, but now I'm in a place where you know, I've experienced it at, at its hardest, you know, trying to juggle all of that and now uh fortunate that my daughter's back in the nursery setting which makes me realise realise again, you know, you almost feel like it's a bonus now, you know, like you've got this time back which you never had before. But, you know, five months ago we we weren't trying to juggle all those things. So um yeah, I think it's um I think a lot for everybody everybody should be giving themselves a pat on the back about it really it's um it's been a difficult period for everybody and it was like a bit of a fog, wasn't it you know at the start of covid no one really knew exactly what was going to happen and we kind of walked into it you know um into the unknown really you know you, you yeah. kind of to feel your way through it until you got where you need to be and, and as i've said with myself i found a balance now you know i mean obviously the nursery setting does help but um you know it yeah <laughs> it took a while to get to it but
1: but here we are but you'll get there yeah absolutely yeah. well listen thank you so much louise uh, for all of that insight and thank you for being so open and honest uh with us about how you've sort of coped over the past four months
2: no problem at all katie you're welcome thank you
1: We've got Hannah Brown, uh, who is a financial planning analyst. Hi, Hannah. Hi. How are you?
3: I'm good, thank you.
1: Good. Um, So, Hannah, do you want to just talk to us a little bit about your role that you do here at Booths?
3: So, my new role is looking after the um, wholesale accounts for so looking after manufacturing and logistics side of the business um, and just look, making sure the accounts are right and the numbers all add up, basically. And, and, fabulous, and very normally,
1: important. Yes. And where do you normally work out of? Is it Central? So normally I'd be based in Central, yes,
3: um, with our little team of eight of us all sat around our bank of desks.
1: Okay, so so life's changed a little bit in the last few months for you then? Yes, quite a bit. I am now sat at my dining room table, um,
3: quite nicely with the sun blazing in through the patio doors, with the dog asleep at the moment, Um, but normally he does like to make an appearance barking. Um, So yes, We've now moved onto a computer and lots of
1: virtual meetings. Yeah. So, um, and I, and I guess for you, how has that changed? Because it is a significant change. I think for everybody, it's a significant change. But how has that changed, and how has the pandemic in general over the past few months sort of, how's that affected you? So the initial change of moving
3: from central to home was sudden it was today you are going home in the next hour get your stuff and go home so it was it was a very quick very sudden change and i don't deal very well with change Um, and have autism and that means change is hard for me to deal with sometimes um, specifically around stuff that is normally pretty standard and structured. Going to work, you go to work every day, get up, drive to work, come home. It's pretty. It, it's part of your daily life, isn't it? And having that took away was quite strange at first. And um, and then with the um, with the change in socials and like you could not couldn't see my mum for three months. Like most of most of us couldn't see our families, and that is very strange when you're used to having them there all the time. Like just um, happened, and with the changes, with the changes at work, it wasn't just location. With all the changes that we put in in store to help support customers. There was new bits of work that needed to be done around, like the home delivery aspects that I look after normally. Um, but it was so fast and so changing; it it was a bit overwhelming, to be honest. And for so the first few weeks of being at home, um, I really struggled. Um, I don't think there was a day I didn't cry. <laughs> but it got better. Um, you got back into you got into what we say is now new normal um, and has been for the last what four months now this has been the normal being sat here at the dining room table working away and um, oh so yeah. Yeah
1: I mean it must have been because I think for everybody I think it, it felt as though this pandemic sort of jumped upon us one day it was we were looking at what was happening in other countries and the next day it was it was here and we and we were sort of having to make life-changing decisions at, the, at that sort of time so um, you are absolutely right about the, the pace at which changes were made and it and so I guess for you, the first few weeks, maybe months, were, were probably the most, most difficult. And what was it that you needed to do to h- help get yourself through those days? Um, was it, you know, what, did you have to make changes to the way that you worked? Did you have to make changes to your sort of home life? What were the things that you did um, cope? Yeah, we, we pretty much from pretty much
3: day one for me. Um, making sure that we went for walks every day and with being autistic when everyone else was only allowed out once I was allowed out twice so (laughs) I made sure I made the most of that Um, and got two good walks a day and got outside and having our dog makes a big difference because he's about and he has to go out, so even on the days where it's chucking it down, and you don't want to go out, going out does make a difference. Like leaving these four walls, especially when like, you're working and living and doing everything inside, going for that two hours outside every day made a really big difference to just having a bit of weight took off your shoulders, kind of thing. And mm-hmm. um, so, we got. And we got into a routine really quickly because my partner's at home too so we we made sure. like so i i stuck to my normal work times but with it we now we have like a full hour's lunch together and take louie the dog out and um, so that that definitely makes a difference making sure that you define that as separate and then um, I make sure I pack all my computer away at the weekend so it doesn't seem like the dining room is still an office mm. at the weekend because you don't want that. Um, other things that I tried to do to help my my head a bit to get back in a better space um, was um, just doing things that were really calming. So, I don't know if you've seen, there's like diamond painting, where you like stick little diamonds on. It's kind of like paint by numbers, but sticking diamonds on instead. Yeah. Yeah. I did one of those, which was very methodical, very logical, everything that my brain loves. Um, So, I did one of those Um. Of the Disney castle, because we were due to go to Disney in June, but obviously to Orlando, but obviously that did not happen. So just something to kind of keep my spirits up about that as well. Just focus on some good things. And focus on things that hopefully will come in the months to come.
1: Yeah, I mean, it sounds like particularly giving yourself almost, almost creating a bit of a hobby with the, the diamond sort of um, activity is almost a little bit like it gives you that focus of something that isn't pandemic-related, isn't work-related. Yeah. It's, it's giving yourself something else to sort of focus on, which, is, which sounds brilliant. It sounds really good. Um, and just in terms of um, sort of change, so obviously over the coming months, we're hoping that things might change again. Uh, in terms of being able to get back to work. Is that something that y- you're already thinking about for yourself in terms of how it you might deal with that? So, more so
3: in that up until last night, we were thinking that my partner would be going back to work very soon, um, but he works in Burnley, so that won't be happening now. <laughs> but... um. And I was quite concerned about what, how I'd feel about it when he went back to work and it'd just be me and the dog left. Because um, it it's nice to just have someone else about that like you can actually just say oh, you're right to and make a brief for and just that bit of interaction. So that was quite a concern for me. In terms of the change to coming back to work, when that may ever happen, um I think it'll be good it'll it'll take a re- back to a new back to a routine a different routine and will be something I'll need to think about around um just being prepared for it and mm. generally if I know something's happening I can deal with it it's when it's outside of I control that all sorts of things go wrong
1: in my little brain. Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of sort of colleagues and support you've had from from them, is there anything specific in terms of work support that you've had that has helped? So with
3: teams is really good because you can just have Almost an instant message chat that feels like you're kind of half there. Um, we've got daily meetings that we'd never have normally had, which is just a catch-up. And then, like, once a month, we, or maybe a little bit more often, we've been doing a quiz on a Friday, just the team, the financial planning team. So that's been quite good, a bit of a laugh, just to Brilliant. kind of get us all in a social setting.
1: Well, yeah, and sometimes and that's, that's quite nice tweet, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh fab. Okay, um and lastly, if you've got one tip for anyone that's listening to this thinking actually I feel just like that or actually the change in the way that I'm working, whether that be at store or on a site or from central office, the change in the way that I'm working has made me feel like this and, and I'm, I'm I'm struggling a little bit. What's your one tip?
3: for that person focus on something good so as much as i was in a bit of a meltdown at the start there was always like there was always problems here to like be it make sure like keep
1: me grounded
3: and um, it does get better and you do get used to it
1: yeah absolutely absolutely i think that's really ins- insightful and And I think a lot of the time we as humans struggle to sort of focus on the good. You know, we always want to focus on the negative and think about what's bad. So I I think it's absolutely brilliant and such a real positive outlook on life to say, let's just think about what's good. Let's not worry about what what the bad things that are happening right now and the things that we're struggling with. Let's think about what's good and and that hopefully brightens up your, your sort of day. So I think that's absolutely brilliant. Thank you, Hannah. Welcome to our third chat of the podcast. I'm joined by Harry Long um, and he's a customer customer assistant. Hello, Harry. Hello. Hello. Um, Harry, would you like to tell everyone a little bit more about what you do here at Booths?
4: Yeah, so I'm a customer assistant at the Poulton store. Um, I work on the specialist department, mainly in the um, bakery, or I work across all counters as well.
1: Brilliant. So you're usually at store, you're usually sort of serving customers
0: <clears throat> yeah, um, right. in,
1: the, in the kind of sort of area. Fabulous. So in terms of the pandemic and uh, sort of the lockdown that we've been in in the past sort of three or four months, what has changed for you personally?
4: Well, so um, I think first of all, it's a social aspect of life, which just completely changed. So... Going into lockdown, not being able to go on, you know, nights out with your friends or go around to the house, little things like that. Um, so we we started doing things like FaceTime calls once a week, where we'd we'd have a few drinks at home with each other. So you still, you know, you're still interacting and talking to each mm. other. Um, see, I say I count myself quite lucky to still be working during it all because I knew a lot of people that um, obviously weren't able to work and they were really stuck at home. Whereas for me, I was. I felt very fortunate to be able to go out to work every day and see my friends and interact with different people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And did that sort of social aspect or social change sort of have a bit of a an effect on your wellness or your, your mental well-being?
4: Oh, definitely, yeah, because, um, you know, when I feel down in myself, one of the things I like to do is to interact with people and mix with people. So when you don't have the option, it's it's really tough because you got to, you got to find other ways of coping, um, and for myself, I've I have got other coping mechanisms. But I know for others that you know haven't really gone through anything. Well, none of us have gone through anything like this before. Um, so to find new ways of dealing with that was was tough.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think we've all sort of been in the same boat where we've felt the pressures of not being able to see friends and and family that we that we don't live with. And in terms of work, did anything change at work for you? Did anything change sort of in terms of how you felt at work with pressures or or anything like that?
4: So I remember the first few days where we first went, and I mean, there was talks before and before the full lockdown of, you know, what is going to happen. But I remember the days where we first went into a lockdown and it was just a strange feeling, almost eerie, where... You, you can't believe it's happening. Mm. Um, but you you try to carry on as normal as you can. So obviously you've, you've got to change. You've got no choice. But to try and normalise a lot of it to keep people going. And um, like I said, count yourself lucky to you know be getting out of the house because you know I I know if I if I was in the house for you know three four months straight, as you know would I'd, I'd be going a bit stir crazy. So. You know, uh, yeah. work was almost a coping mechanism for myself.
1: Absolutely. And that's a really lovely, positive way of, of looking at, at sort of life in general. I think, you know, it's kind of that always look on the bright side sort of yeah. um, sort of thing. So I think that's really nice. In terms of other stuff that you did to help sort of get by in those few months, so you had sort of FaceTimes with your, with your friends socially. Is there anything else that you did?
4: Um, I, th- I think I took the opportunity to spend more time with myself. It's sort of cringy as that sounds. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of, um, you know, like mental, the mental well-being side of it. Usually, if you are feeling down, you go find a distraction. So for myself, if I have low moments, I'll go and distract myself. So I'll go see my friends. And even though that's a good thing, it's also important to spend time with yourself and just to really sort of work out your own mind in a way um so is it for me like just sitting out in the um in the churchyard in polton that's sort of me time where you can just sit sort of watch people watch and um just relax really
0: mm.
1: yeah absolutely and have a, just a bit of thinking space i suppose away from the sort of hustle and bustle of of life and away from the pandemic as well because well, exactly, it you, is I, all consuming isn't
4: it yeah i, I when it all first started I, I couldn't watch the news because it just it gets you down and with everything mm. happening obviously you've got to keep up to date with it all but there's moments where you just want to shut off from the world and yeah. being able to do that just, just stay at home for a bit and just shut off in a way
1: mm, absolutely i can completely know how you feel, feel about yeah. that not wanting to watch the news every day Oh yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> So obviously we've got um, loads of colleagues that are, that are going to be listening to this and we might have some colleagues that are listening thinking, gosh, do you know what, sometimes I feel a bit shut off from my friends or I, I'm in that sort of zone of I still don't really understand what's going on and it's still all a little bit strange. Mm. Have you got any advice? If you If you could give them one piece of advice to that colleague that's feeling like that right now, what would it be?
4: Oh, to pick out one piece of advice quite hard um think about what I do for myself because you know that's the best way to think about it what I've done um knowing that there's always people there, like no matter how sort of lonely or isolated you might feel because people are literally isolating because they have to do that um understanding that people are just a phone call away, no matter who it is, there's people out there'll it might not even be one of your closest friends. it could be another colleague, a manager um friends or family you send them a text uh, give them a call it's and it can be a really hard thing to do i know but also it's one of the easiest things you can do just a quick conversation just to know that there's someone there that's listening that's listening to you
1: absolutely and you know what harry i think that is spot on advice i think that's probably one of the best bit of advice you could give to anybody that's struggling with their mental well-being at the moment um and really really insightful so thank you very much for that and thank you for being so open and honest and candid That's about okay. how you sort of felt so thank you very much indeed oh,
4: you're very
1: welcome I'm now joined by Helen Cressley, who's the founder of the Culture Club here at Boots. Hi, Helen. Hi. Um, so you've listened back to our three colleagues that have talked about their mental well-being over the last few months. What are, your, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, just for a start, you know, thanks to them for being so candid and sharing something that's really quite personal um, and three really different experiences as well. So, you know, Louise speaking for those parents out there that have been juggling Homeschooling and um, trying to do teams calls with uh, kids crying in the background and stuff like that. Um, to Hannah, who shared a, you know, her own personal diagnosis, which I think is a very brave thing to do, and um, how it's impacted her. Um, and then Harry, they're talking for those colleagues who have been out on the front line, which has been, you know, hugely uh, lots of pressure um and, and and stressful. So, you know, really grateful to them. I think they did a great job of, of giving some fantastic advice to people too.
1: Absolutely. I think there was some really insightful stuff in there. and um, and hopefully it'll it'll really help people that might be in sort of similar situations. And in terms of people that might be feeling like um they feel like they need a bit more help or they are struggling or they feel like some of the things that Louise, Hannah and Harry have talked about, what, what is there out there at Booths for them?
0: Well, um, a lot really. I mean, I think the first thing we just really it's probably really one of the reasons why we set up the culture club was is just to say to everyone that you know mental health um struggles with mental health impacts all of us, um whether it's personally or friends or family, and you know it's not anything to be ashamed of um and we want to make sure that people can feel that they can talk to us that there's people there to help, so so you know friends, family, colleagues who you trust, but then your line manager, if you're really struggling. Um, and then that line manager in turn you know we've got support via the HR department and we've got Christina who's our first aider there um, and then you can bypass us completely if you want to so we can either make referrals for people to um, um, to different organisations um, but also we've got there's things like grocery aid and Remploy that do counselling and, and you don't necessarily need to contact to share your story with us but we can definitely put you in contact with people that can help and it's not just mental health and well-being there's a that you know there's lots of things that impact your mental health and well-being like debt or or relationship breakdowns that kind of thing so um yeah um first first stop line manager and then there's a whole host of support uh, functions out there that can help
1: fabulous and if people want to get involved and want to sort of start shouting about this subject and, and want people to to hear more about it can they join the culture club and how
0: do they do that yeah it's open to everyone um we want we want it to be driven by people in the business rather than i I mean yes it's something um i set up in my role but it's not something that i i want to kind of hand it over in some way and it to be something that the the colleagues and managers and people who are involved at all levels, um, own, um, because I think that way we, we make the most difference, you know, um, cause you've got a real mix of people in it. So just, um, email me, um, hcrossley at booths.co.uk, um, and I can, um, and we'll just invite you. Um, we're a real mixed bunch, um, uh, but we do have some really good conversations. So hopefully, um, they'll find it enjoyable and, uh, uh, you know um, something that they, they feel con- has a positive contribution fabulous
1: well thank you very much Helen and massive thank you to Louise Hannah and Harry for sharing their story uh, this is our first ever podcast so we'll hope to catch you again on another podcast on another subject thank you very much indeed